Welcome to Nolan November here at Roll Film. Yep, just went right into spoiling, spoiling, spoiling what we're doing. And we are so excited. We being Greg Painter and myself, John Cormany, to Roll Film with you as we review some of Christopher Nolan's best or just the movies he's done. I don't know. I haven't even heard your opinion on this one yet. Greg, how you doing before we get into it? I'm doing good. I'm excited. Yeah, this actually, November was an idea from Mindy, and I thought it was that funny. Don't and give cool. her credit. I, I didn't want to, but she I knew she would. She's um, behind you with a knife, everybody. Oh, uh, but yeah, dude, it was freaking awesome. Like, I loved it. I cannot believe I've never seen the movie before. I can tell We're you talking that. about Insomnia, by the way. We didn't name the movie oh god <laughs> we we, maybe we've we, been losing sleep we sound like it right now we i was gonna say this is the worst intro i think we've ever done did you yeah wanna... well that's us yeah this is Not why bad. we need guests please if you want to be a guest reach out to us that's pretty funny but yeah we obviously do have some guests showing up for sure yeah guys we are watching and reviewing this week insomnia directed by chris nolan but it was written by Christopher Nolan, but only the final screenplay. I guess he didn't start with the idea or anything like that. It's a remake. Yeah, and you know what's funny about that, John? When I told you it's on Tubi, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was the original with, with Papa Skarsgård and uh, Pop yeah, Pennywise Senior." We got four minutes into the movie, and before I realized this is not the right movie. <laughs> that's great yeah so little context for you i was telling greg oh it's not streaming anywhere i have to order it on google and greg was like oh did you check tubi i thought it was on tubi and i was like oh just watch the app that tells you where it's streaming which doesn't always get it right for the record it's pretty good but there's a lot of apps it does not check and i was like oh man just watch but tubi usually they get tubi and that's really funny greg that yeah. it was the original from 98 and it's I funny think. because it's listed the the correct insomnia that we were reviewing on imdb it's listed that it is on tubi but it's not so imdb get your stuff together i know this is and again with the the same the one that you use imdb is also not 100 percent correct there are many times where i found the movie on something where it definitely says it's not so but yeah guys insomnia as a remake was released in 2002 rated r and it had a runtime of an hour and 58 minutes now this had an estimated budget of 46 million dollars but with opening weekend it only passed just under 21 million which i think is a little crazy but again this is back in 2002 but worldwide gross to this day who gives a rip this is surpassed the budget by a lot it came back at 113 million Seven hundred fifty-eight thousand. Nice. Like that's that's a pretty good return for early Christopher Nolan movie because yeah, really Christopher Nolan. I before this he had a few things, but I, I think Memento really put him on the map. John, what do you think? Absolutely, I think he got this movie because of Memento. I'm sure they wanted to remake the Stellan Skarsgård movie because I think that did super well. I think it was Norway, right? It's Norwegian. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and. Ironically, because I watched some of it, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and it's it's follows the plot pretty well. I think I've seen the Norwegian version before, but I was in high school. I was a senior. I was literally about to graduate um, like a month after this movie came out, maybe even a little bit less. And 
I used to go to the movies with one of my friends in high school literally every Saturday, unless one of us was out of town. Like we saw a movie every week and sometimes we were like, well, I don't really want to see any of these. So I guess we better just pick one. And but we were excited for this. We had Memento, which I did not see in the theater, but I feel like someone at school is like, you got to go see this movie. And we all went to Blockbuster and got it. And it was awesome. And so I was really excited to see the next big movie from this. The guy who who did Memento. That's what we called him. We didn't know Christopher Nolan at the time. So. I loved this movie when I saw it as a senior in high school as someone who was really just starting to get into the drama side of film. And this was also kind of the first, maybe not ever, I think Robin Williams had done serious movies before, but this was like his first. I know that he's done serious movies, man. I'm losing. I, I, I did not like try to stay up late just so I could have like a character actor moment reviewing this movie. I, did, I don't know why. I'm just tired. This is the first like Robin Williams is a villain, creepy guy sort of thing. Like one hour photo came out later this year. And yeah. I think that one really raised the bar for his creepiness. But I loved all the characters in this. Hillary Swank does a really, really good job. It does start Al Pacino. It does start Robin Williams, the late Robin Williams, Hillary Swank, Martin Donovan. And, you know, there's some other guys in here that you'll notice uh, the best character actor that I see in so much stuff. Nikki Cat. I had to say something. I was like, man, how come he's never been in like anything relevant? You know, like he's always a character actor in the background. But yeah. I've always liked this stuff. But he's like, always memorable. You know, yeah, 100 percent. Like I was like, oh, he was in this old TV show, Boston Public, that I remember watching. I know. I remember Boston Public. He was the the jerk in uh, Dazed and Confused. Never seen it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. What about Joshua or Jonathan Jackson being not Joshua, but Jonathan Jackson from like all those teeny bopper movies in in the nineties? He was like Camp Nowhere. He was Tuck Everlasting, and in, in like two, early two thousands, and he played the, uh, the see, douche. I didn't really recognize. I didn't recognize him at all. Mindy said that she's like, oh, he's from Nashville. I was like, yes, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he's still getting plenty of roles. The I can't even remember the girl's friend. She was in Freddy versus Jason. That was the first thing I remembered her from. But, you know, oh, it's... yeah, I noticed her for sure. Yeah, she was definitely in Freddy versus Jason. And I remembered her in some other movie, but I, I, I would have to look it up now. I can't remember what it is, but I was surprised by it. However, I wish I would have seen this like when it came out, because unfortunately, with today's technology and me not being able to see it, I knew right away Robin Williams was the killer because like <laughs> he doesn't show up on the screen for a very long amount of time and you're like well i know robin williams is in this movie so it has to be the guy that they're looking for and that gets ruined right away um so the surprise and the drama and the thrill isn't there but it's like all around this movie as a first view was fantastic and would i have known that this was christopher nolan maybe maybe not but it does have some sort of so similar directory uh, like memento has this is far away from what people might know Christopher Nolan to be now. Like, if you only know him from the Dark Knight trilogy or Inception or his latest Tenet, you would be completely blown away that not only is this a remake, but it, Christopher Nolan had anything to do with it. And it's just not far out in a lot of ways. And I think that lends a lot of credibility to a young filmmaker doing this. And, you know, I'm sure... 
I don't know. I didn't do a lot of or any research, really. I was so tired, but I, I didn't do any research to see if the studio was like, hey, we want to do this remake. Can you do this? Or if he really wanted to do it. I imagine that he did really want to do it because he's a film guy. But I mean, there's a lot of great director choices here. The Fog. I know he is a big proponent of not adding a lot of color to his movies to make it more realistic because, you know, things don't really pop like that in real life. Right. And Pacino hits it out of the park with his acting. I don't know if he went method or what, but dude, his like disheveled, you know, clearly like not all there because he's tired. The, the movie Insomnia, everyone takes place in this part of Alaska, which is totally real. And I guess it's real in Norway, too, where the sun never sets for like, what, three, two to three months or something. Yeah, it's it's around that. And then the complete opposite where uh, the sun doesn't come out for like 30 to 60 days. Right. This is a prequel to 30 days of night. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's filmed exactly in the same spot. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so the story goes that he's a hard bit detective from L.A. called in to this small little town in Alaska to help. He knows the police chief there. To help with a murder investigation like this town is so remote they don't have like ways in and out other than plane small plane and they've never really seen a murder so they're bringing in the big guns for help and he is currently being investigated by internal affairs mm -hmm. i'm gonna leave it at that he's he doesn't seem stressed out about it but his partner is stressed so while they are trying to look for this killer he makes a mistake and I and that's something Nolan is great at, you know, the ambiguity. I mean, Inception's huge with that. But mm -hmm. I think it's actually not ambiguous in this that Pacino made his mistake and it was an honest mistake. Now, he probably still was liable. I'm not going to give any more away of plot details, but this mistake coupled with the eternal sunlight is driving him kind of mad and he cannot fall asleep. He tries to black out the light. He's in this hotel room. He just cannot sleep. He doesn't know what time it is. He's not, his motor functions are, they're, they're going haywire. And there's just a really good progression of him looking more and more disheveled as the movie goes on. And so when this mistake that he makes, Robin Williams character, who is the killer, as we said, of this teenage girl, he saw the mistake happens. He is great in this robin williams like sleazy oh, like good. oh we're the same yeah we both you know i made a mistake too and that's why she's dead like it's so well done and in pacino's like turmoil of accepting his mistake how he can't get past it there's like self-preservation in every choice that he makes and then he's getting outsmarted because he's not getting sleep really awesome to see pacino's character go down a, a very dangerous rabbit hole and you have the devil and the angel on his shoulders. You have Robin Williams, the devil, and then you have Hillary Swank, the angel who's, who's just trying to do the right thing. And she already idolizes Pacino's character in a, in a good way. And, and she's so excited to work with him. And then she kind of realizes, Oh, he's human too. And he makes mistakes. I picked up on that intuition also. Uh, it was very good. And, and the, to go even more into what we're trying to talk about with this, like, 
time deprivation because this is exactly the definition of it. They they land there, they go right to a crime scene, and the first lead is like, oh well, let's go to the school and and like you know get this kid. And the cops are kind of like, well, like making fun of him, like scoffing and all this other stuff. He's like, well, what what's the problem? And it's like it's ten o'clock. And they're like, yeah, so he's like, at, at night, sir. And it's like, uh oh, like he's, and then he's like, that was the hard check that, like, oh shit, the sun doesn't go down here. Whether or whether or not he went method, I don't know to what extent. I wouldn't say that he had been up for six days or five days completely, but I, there was this beautiful Christian Bale machinist feel to the character you know where he's just going crazy because if you don't sleep your brain starts messing with you exactly what robin williams says in the movie like you start to see things you start to hear things you can't account for certain things and you see that and it, the, the way that the film is shot is beautiful as internal vision can go like that that is exactly what you would be seeing there would be this like almost montage of that type of thing, like a buffer in, in a way, because it's like, you can't think perfectly. And you said Pacino knocked this out of the park. I do not disagree with that. And you're going to find this completely shocking. The only Pacino movie I've ever seen is Scarface. Oh, wow. That's yeah, crazy. So You're missing out on so many good ones. I, I'm like watching them act and I'm like, Jesus, this is really like what I'm missing. And would I? It's even more crazy to think that uh, Harrison Ford was considered for that role, also. So I think the movie would have had a completely different feel if this was Harrison Ford. I do like Harrison, but I think Pacino was the right answer for this. Oh, absolutely! He doesn't half-ass anything. I mean, even his him playing himself in Jack and Jill, the Adam Sandler movie, he he went all in. And I think that the shots you're talking about were. Like the movie's not a first person movie, but there's so many scenes that feel first person. Like we're seeing things, how Pacino is seeing it because of the sleep deprivation. And you nailed it when you talked about the effects of sleep deprivation. Obviously, they had the original movie to go off of, but they're also doing their research, how they would certainly act there. And Pacino just nails it. It's it's mm -hmm. so good. He's so like all over the place. And and you just see it when he arrives. He's so confident that he's going to catch this killer fast. And it's just they're, they're going to be in and out, you know, and it does not go that route. And he's got to make a lot of choices that show his his true nature, if he's good or bad. And his whole discussion with the person at the hotel who runs the hotel, she's, you know, coming in, just checking on him because there was a noise complaint because he's like moving furniture to try to block light. Oh, and Audrey. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then his whole speech on the ends justify the means was so powerful, oh, and yeah. it makes you think. And that's something we all think about a lot. I mean, you look at the news, and you you see like a bad person, something happens to them, and you're like, okay, I guess they're not going to be bad anymore. But you're also just like, well, they're also dead. So I mean, is it, does does the ends justify the means? And that's such a powerful question. Even though the story's fictitious, the question is real. A hundred percent. And to also go back a little to Robin Williams. Yeah, you're right. Uh, One Hour Photo did come out this year, and I do remember watching that movie. So the fact that I missed this was completely weird. But before these two movies, he's been just mainly, primarily comedic role. I mean, yeah. I besides Dead Poet Society, where that's kind of a serious movie, or Goodwill Hunting, right? He's right. in that. 
the serious movies he did, I don't want to downplay it by any means, but he's still like a Robin Williams character in those movies, right? I mean, he's right. He's not always zany, crazy Robin Williams, but he's still kind of there for some laughs. And he does pull the dramatic. And, you know, he studied at Juilliard and, you know, he's he's a classically trained actor. I feel like this is the one of the first roles where it's like there's nothing funny about this guy. And he's kind of a criminal mastermind. Oh, it's beautiful the way that he have, has his character. Like he's not making jokes. If he's trying to make light of anything, it's nowhere near comedic. It is more to relate harder to Al Pacino's character. Oh, yeah. That's that he does so well at, hey, man, we're the same. And we just, you know, we were a victim of circumstance here. It's not our fault. Let's, let's, you know, this on someone else who's a dirtbag. Doesn't matter if he did the murder or not. He's also a terrible person. And he starts to make sense. And you can see Pacino kind of go along with that. And if it wasn't for the sleep deprivation and Pacino getting a little sloppy, he probably would have. Maybe it's a little on the nose, but it's like, you know, light always represents truth and, 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 and storytelling. And, you know, he can't escape the light in this area. And he's got to make a choice to, you know, accept the light, accept the truth. And, you know, towards the end, again, not going to reveal too much, but when he does accept the truth and decides to live in the light, he gets rest and, and it's it's peaceful. Let me sleep. <laughs> that was a good one. That was good. Absolutely. And, you know, it's one of the bullshit cards that I want to play with this movie that the hotel in this part of the world wouldn't have blackout curtains or anything like that. This is like, 2002, like, bro. Oh, you tell me comforters didn't exist. Um, <laughs> but not like, in Alaska. Not in Alaska. No, the, the embargo is too much up there. Um, but well, it's just like that whole scene that you're talking about where the lady comes up uh, and complaining about the he's struggling so hard to, to escape that light. And it's really such a powerful character growth part in the entire movie also. And God dang it, dude. There was so much about this movie that was so damn good. And I, I don't know how much of it was bad. There was some things I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. Eh, come on. But like, oh, and I can't, I can't, we can't not also mention how great Hillary Swank was in this movie. Also. Oh, man. Yeah. I think this is before Million Dollar Baby, but she was still a pretty, it was after her Oscar of Boys Don't Cry. She played her role so well. Good natured cop just wants the truth out there. And, you know, she respects Pacino's character so much, but she's also the first to suspect that something's going on. Oh, yeah, because she's paying attention to literally all the little things that he teases her about. Yeah, because he's not picking up on it because, again, the sleep deprivation. And yeah, you're right. This was like shortly after Girl, Boys Don't Cry. Sorry. What, yeah, Boys Don't Cry. Yeah, Boys Don't Cry. And then after this, she did the very terrible, but I love it. It's one of my guilty pleasure movies, The Core. Oh, yeah. Unobtainium, dude. Yeah. Unobtainium, yeah, with Aaron Eckert, yeah. <laughs> Before Avatar was going after Unobtainium, that's I can't believe there's two. I mean, there's that. I hope it's not just plagiarized because that is so ridiculous. But yeah, well, and if, the I, core. if I remember right, in Ratchet and Clank, some of the stuff in Ratchet and Clank, the metals are Unobtainium. So maybe that's just like one of the go-to. It's like metals. it's like royalty-free plot devices, out there. <laughs> <laughs> public domain. <laughs> that's pretty hilarious yeah, yeah i Maybe we should copyright it roll film should copyright unobtainium <laughs> that way we get paid every time yeah i'd love it i'd love it no one would ever use it then they just make something else out 
Yeah, right, dude. James Cameron's got five more Avatar movies. Yeah, that's true. They'll just change the name. It's actually called this now. <laughs> yeah. There you go. It's One a, line of dialogue. New, yeah. It's a new metal. It's called Avatartanium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, what was your favorite scene? Ooh, my favorite scene, just because I got some joy out of it and it was such a cool little moment, was the Frogger scene. And uh, it's... Where, great scene. Uh, that was my number two. It was a great... It basically, you know, it's uh, Pacino chasing down Williams and they're running across the uh basically the, the the river highway of all the the logging that's coming up into the mill and they just run across the, all the all the wood or the logs sorry and it was it was just really cool but the whole chase scene it was a great chase scene that's very good yeah. so stressful when pacino falls into the water and like the logs are crashing into each other it's so awesome that was such a good scene yeah, yeah. john what about you buddy oh my gosh i really really liked the ending it was awesome to see the character development the let me sleep was a great line and you you see pacino experience real peace you see swank kind of she was going after pacino towards the end she realized he he did something wrong and he needed to answer to that but then you see her kind of I get it. I, I understand why you did these things. I'm a police officer too. The character growth. I know it was a two hour movie, but I, I it did not. It wasn't slow at any moment. It just keeps going and going, and and I feel like the story makes you guess. And just how satisfying the ending was, and the closure provided. There, there's just no loose ends. And yeah, justice is served. It was so good, and it, it does what I think some chris nolan movies do and even to this day we we have this debate on the ending of inception right i think that you can make up in your own mind the what hillary swank is going to do forward because really she can do whatever she wants yeah i mean the, the the movie's over the credits are rolled she has what she has and again we're not trying to spoil anything but like even though we spoiled a little bit but yeah uh, this movie did come out in 2002 get, yeah, over get it. with it yeah uh but I, I think you can kind of go your own way she, she could either go left or she could she could either go her intuition way or she could go the robin williams direction you know i mean like it's it was a cool little ending i like that a lot john sure. what would you rate this movie out of 10 I think this movie's an eight out of ten. I think it you have to see if you're a Nolan fan, you have to see it. Even if you're not particularly a fan, this is not like weird stuff. This isn't like Inception or Tenet. Like this is a standard drama, but done very, very well. If you love cop stuff, like this this is murder mysteries. This is for you. Hey, don't sleep on insomnia. I love it. You love it. What about you, Greg? I really do have to rate it up right up there with you because I am a big Christopher Nolan fan. It's just a great movie. And it, honestly, with it being a remake, it puts it up there to the tippy top of better remakes out there. Not that I've seen the original Insomnia, but I would. But I can tell you that this movie isn't like cheesy or dumb or this has 2000s like crime thriller to a T. If you liked stuff back then, like panic room or mystic river or like i mean the game dude like zo like any of those types of movies you liked you would love 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 
insomnia. Like it's it's that good. And you know, who who wouldn't also like the fact that Al Pacino's character's last name is literally Portuguese for sleep? Isn't that pretty funny? <laughs> didn't catch that one. <laughs> Well, that's great. Well, that's going to do it for our first inaugural Nolan November or Nolan Vember, as I like Nolan November, but Greg can call it whatever he wants. That's the beauty of this country that we Noel live Vember. in. November. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We've got lots of Nolan coming your way. So we're going to get up on out of here and roll out our Nolan collection and film ourselves watching his films which is totally piracy so we're not actually going to do that yeah we do not advocate for privacy ever ever <laughs> unless you have to i guess i'm just kidding where yeah. nice well we'll see you next time bye bye